Welcome to What's Your Beef? What's Your Beef is proudly supported by Suncorp Bank, helping local producers through the ups and downs since 1902. Each week we will introduce you to people working in the beef industry and some of the characters that help deliver the iconic event that is Beef Australia. What do 115,000 people, 5,000 cubic metres of sawdust, $23 million worth of cattle, 50 politicians and 78 ticketed events have in common? You guessed it, Beef 21. After such a tumultuous lead-up, it's hard to believe it's over, but wheels are already in motion for Beef 24. Ian Mill is Beef Australia's CEO. This was his first time in the driving seat, and while he's been a long-term Rockhampton resident, he says the inner sanctum gave him a refreshed appreciation for Australia's incredible beef industry. Um, Jan, I've been in Rocky about uh, 22 years. Uh, grew up in a country town in New South Wales, west of Dubbo, and uh, I just love uh, regional Australia and all it has to offer. So <clears throat> I was a uh, resident in Rocky, uh, having run the Mater Hospital Group from uh, Bundaberg to Mackay, had about 1,500 staff, provided a lot of services, and uh, several years ago I became a little bit tired of that, and uh, I think a bit burnt out, probably more than tired, so I gave it away. I, um, but during all the time I've been in Rocky, I've attended, uh, all with the exception of one, I think, every beef week that I've been resident up here, so and loved it, absolutely loved it. So. And with a focus more on on attending property tours, I just love the property tours. No, I enjoyed it. I was going to say it, it really sort of goes to show the broad appeal of beef. It isn't just for for the beef industry. It's and and more so now than ever. It just appeals yeah. to such a wide range of people. Yeah, we, we look. I made an effort when I was CEO of the, of the, the Marta Group to uh, ensure that. Um, I took a number of our doctors, and particularly our international doctors, uh, who had moved to Rockhampton for you know, to work with our system. So it was just a great event to showcase, uh, I think, to showcase Rockhampton, but secondly, to showcase the cattle industry. Now, I guess you're still, we're speaking to you, you know, um, maybe nearly two weeks after the event, and I assume you're still basking in the euphoria of it. It was such an amazing um showcase i guess of the beef industry so how does it look from your end now after this massive build-up we've had the huge beef and and now the the picking apart i guess yeah jane look you're right and it's i must admit it's uh i think only the middle of last week i started to feel a little bit more normal um <laughs> <clears throat> so during, during the event it's uh, quite amusing we it was look there was a lot of pressure on our staff and we had a very young team but look they just they stood up and did a terrific job so during the event, there was a lot of counselling around, look, yes, you can do this, we'll get through it. And now we're through it, and there's more counselling. Oh, what am I going to do now? I'm a bit depressed. <laughs> Can't we have another event straight away? <laughs> well, how do you manage uh, that? Because, you know, beef is, is every three years, and it is a huge event, and we'll get into some of the stats and figures, and, and you know, right through the whole week it was touted as the greatest beef ever um, in terms of, of – what was included and people actually attending. But in this middle period, how do you keep things ticking over so it isn't just this mad rush in another, you know, two years? Well, I think that's a, that's a very good point you make. Uh, I, I commenced in, uh, I think, 2019. So 
And to be honest, it wasn't much orientation. So what we've really done uh, for this event is make certain that all of the team that have worked for us, our contractors and staff, have kept a real log of what they've had to do during the event so that uh, when we do kick off again in three years' time, that we've got documentation that will support people in their roles. Um, when, I, when I commenced, we had uh, a team of about three, then myself, um, and two of those people had had previous event experience, which uh, was particularly helpful. Yes. Um, it really now depends on, on the direction the board would like to go. I mean, as you, as you say, this, this was the biggest event. And to, to pull it off in a period when we really only had about six months to prepare, we, uh, the board made a very, I think, um, you know, a, a very good decision to proceed with, uh, proceed with getting the show on the road. And, uh, you know, given the, uh, the challenges of COVID, um, Especially too, because it was such an international event now too, and people ex- had that expectation. So that you still were able to pull that off to a certain degree, maybe without the international visitors, but we there were still speakers and that real, you know, showcase of the importance of our international um, industry. Look, it, it, yeah, Janet it did. It, it, look, it was a great. We did. We did manage to showcase um, all the industry had to offer. One, given the short amount of time. Um, that we had to work with, given our uh, our need really to reach an international audience, uh, and I think we've succeeded there. We've done very well in that regard. And look, we haven't finished with all the wash up yet, and all the statistics, and the number of hand people involved in the handshakes program. But uh, we're getting significant feedback from uh, Trade and Investment Queensland, Austrade, and others, saying how successful they believe it was, and how um, um, responsive we were to that challenging. Uh, need to meet uh, meet with our overseas potential investors um, but also to, to satisfy our exporters so no it, uh, we think it's done very well yeah and as you say you know there was a fairly big risk with COVID and outbreaks and all of that sort of thing how did you manage that like obviously besides the fact that you had six months basically to pull it together that must have been fairly daunting to tackle that as an issue look it was it was and I said the board were uh, I think we that we certainly the board didn't stop planning. We spent a lot of time behind the scenes, one in preparing our COVID compliant plan. That was a big challenge. I guess that's but where your health communi- background kicks in too, Ian, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if only. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but we also consulted widely with our stakeholders and our sponsors just to make certain that um, you know they were comfortable and there were regular uh, you know questions from them saying, look, is it going ahead? Is it not? Uh, and we assured them that we certainly were in a position to provide a very, very safe event. And what we really needed was approval from the Chief Health Officer in Queensland to proceed. We had a lot of support, I've got to say, from uh, our local uh, health authority, who were just exceptional in their uh, coming on board and working with us and guiding our, our plans and our processes. So that was, it, it was made easier by them, but it, there was still an enormous amount of work in putting all that together. Absolutely. And now how did it look from, I remember talking to you during the week and this really was your first time on, on this side of the fence, I guess, you, you've participated in Beast, but what was it like being in the thick of things in this massive engine that is this event? Look, I've got to tell you, I must admit I underestimated the size of the event, even though you're there <laughs> in the thick of things and you're regularly dialoguing with people. And you see uh, the bills coming across the desk and the <clears throat> and the infrastructure costs. It doesn't actually hit home until you get out on site and you see people out there and see the um, the spread of the event. I mean, an extra twenty percent uh, space and crowds that uh, just surprised me. And and it wasn't just uh, little highlights here and there. It was just for the full six days of the event. 
people started streaming in and didn't stop. And uh, the number of uh, encounters I had out on ground with people that one I had seen for a long time and or people I've just recently met, and the, the positive was the, the feedback was all always very very positive. So. Um, no, and I think, again, I've just got to say that the team we had behind us were just sensational. And we'll get into that because I guess that it's a big thing going from three staff to, to however many that you ended up with. But when you're talking about the bills coming across the desk, the, the budget for beef is enormous. So can you oh, just... It, it is. But it, you know, yeah, in look, case... certainly it's, it's in excess of about $13 million. I mean, if I could, I could go through and highlight to you the infrastructure cost and some of the... Uh, um, just the, the cattle housing and the uh, yeah. The I want to know there. the. I want to know some figures because if you haven't okay. been, yeah, and the fact that you yeah. had eleven acres um, of cattle, you know, uh, housed there as well. Like, give us some of those real picture moments. Look, look, certainly, just the the housing alone. Uh, and if you were on site, and certainly Jane, you were, um, it, it looked in in excess of uh, you know two million dollars. And that's just for, for temporary infrastructure. And in addition to that, we've, uh, you know, something like uh, 5,000 cubic metres of sawdust used over the week. We had something like, uh, well, we had a 24% larger footprint, of course. Um, we actually introduced our own park and ride, which uh, eased traffic uh, congestion considerably around the area. We had that ourselves. We sponsored that and ran it. I think we had something like 11,000 people use that park and ride service. Uh, we had a couple of uh, designated areas away from the showground where people parked. We just had a regular commute, um, dropping people off and picking them up. You know, nearly 5,000 head of cattle entered across the three competitions, carcass, commercial and stud. We had 78 individual ticketed events. Now, that's that's in addition to all of the free events we had for kids, uh, you know, free events like Bluey. Um, the uh, the dog uh, dog trials, the um, people handling cattle, people um, training horses. It uh, it was just significant, and, and it and it didn't stop there. We had uh, many uh, bands, small bands, larger uh, music uh, offerings as well during the during the week. A the highlight opera. event, of course, the opera. Yeah. <laughs> to, to say that that. And we, uh, when we first spoke to a few people about that, there were a couple of knockers. I've got to tell you, thought, well, there oh, always are, work. Ian. There's always <laughs> knockers. But that was that was sensational, and that and that tour continues after our world premiere. We've got people wandering the state now. I think they're at 31 destinations. So, mm, yeah, that that was that, that was a great offering. The Ken Coombe Tech Yard again was just a great success. Um, just what to demonstrate new and emerging technology in the sector. Uh, was phenomenal, and I I can't remember the exact stats, but uh, in 2018 we had a number of exhibitors in the tech space. But uh, wow, I think we had something near to 40 exhibitors uh, showing their wares in uh, the, in the use of technology across well, the cattle. And I, I've heard terrific feedback from from the tech yards, from exhibitors and, and people that went down to have a look because it was new a new concept for this beef. But even the Tech Talks, and I have to be blatantly honest, you know, my husband Martin was hosting the Tech Talks down there for a while, but my goodness, he's been like a monologue ever since of all of the amazing things that people were showcasing in that week. Um, And it's just, I get to the point now that it's almost you miss more than what you see sometimes because there was just so much going on. Oh, look, and can I say Martin did a great job. <laughs> I, was... I, actually, we had a, I wasn't going to mention him, but now that you've raised, raised the name, I could hardly not, uh, Jane. So um, we had a, one of our debriefings this morning with a number of our staff, and they, they were saying exactly the same, and, and attributing some of the, the success to that whole environment down, that tech environment, to 
Martin's, um, you know, um, running those seminars and the programs and the, and the tech talks and uh, uh, phenomenal. I ran into an exhibitor who'd never been to Beef Australia. I won't tell the product that they're uh, selling, but uh, he's, he didn't believe the volume of turnover that he had experienced. Many of the, the site holders, not only in the tech areas, but in machinery and clothing, um, sold out stock completely. It was just absolutely a phenomenal response. And it didn't stop there. I've spoken to a local... Uh, provider of uh, where country wear attire who <laughs> said his turnover in the three weeks um, around the event equaled that of his turnover in the previous six months. Isn't Absolutely that incredible? Phenomenal. People really oh. get on board with it, don't they? <laughs> oh, they certainly do. Yeah, it's a great in- influx for Rockhampton. And, you know, you said you yourself were surprised with, with some of the things that you saw and, and understood from from being involved, you know, professionally. When you are putting this together, it's we talked about some of the infrastructure and it is like building a Lego land. The cleanup must be a disaster. But how many people would you are employed by beef uh, in that period? In, we had our, our team probably numbered about 30 at the peak. So that was a team from the office. And then we had a number of event staff, uh, people that we had uh, paid uh, COVID uh, marshals. In addition, we had something like 130 volunteers. At one stage uh, on ground during construction, we had something like 800 people out there. Now, that involves our staff plus local contractors. Uh, and you're right, uh, your reference to a Legoland, our site, uh, one of our site managers, um, Joe Craig, uh, was almost uh, in tears when we told him he had to pull his little Legoland down. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like saying to a child, look, you built this lovely little Lego land. Now you've got to put it all away before you go to bed. I so, know, and it's awful. It's like camping. You know, you're at least you're excited when everything, the tents and everything are going up and you can sort of have that real momentum. But packing it all away, the fun oh. just isn't there. Oh, look, it's a, it, it is an art. One is an art managing a site like that, but uh, the, the, the contractors we have that come and erect these major infrastructure, that's just a daily thing to them now. And they, uh, it's up and down very, very quickly. You drive past today and you'd be amazed that there's hardly anything left. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's amazing. And just come, it's still coming down. And I guess, you know, we, we sort of touched on it before with keeping the momentum around the event going um, because there are a lot of positivities that came out of that week and, you know, about the about the Australian beef industry and, and more so than just the social and the, you know, the um, vendors and that sort of thing. It really was um, some amazing advances in oh. in the industry. So how do you how do you ride as an industry ride that momentum going forward? Look, I think that's a very important thing for the board to consider, and we certainly are. We've got our first uh, board debriefing tomorrow morning, and then from there we'll we'll start the plan moving forward. You are right. I mean, we had uh, look. Someone told me over fifty politicians attended the site over the week. Uh, I think, Jane, it was just the perfect uh, the alignment of a number of planets. I think we had a, an industry that's going exceptionally well at the moment. They're very confident. They're um, doing very very well. We had a, an environment where people hadn't had the opportunity to catch up with their friends and celebrate. Um, so having that together, and then we had a number of politicians who uh, hadn't been anywhere, basically, and this was just a great opportunity for them to get together. All of them uh, to uh, uh, enjoyed the event. There was, I, we, I have not heard any criticism at all. I was going to ask we you now, that. I was, I was yeah. going to say, because, you know, People are quick to complain, um, really, yeah. as, a, as a species. <laughs> but uh, what you, we've talked a lot about the positive feedback. Has there been any constructive at all? 
Oh, look, I haven't seen any, but I've asked all of our team if they've got any, please let us know, and we'll uh, so we can address it in the next event. All of our team, as I said earlier, will write a report, so we'll pick up anything that was a bit of a challenge and obviously try to learn from that and make it a different experience for 2024. I think on the on the back of this, um, you know, it's a great opportunity for Beef Australia just to look at at their role going forward. Uh, there has been uh, talk prior to me arriving about what might occur. Nothing to that the great extent that. Beef Week is, Beef Event is, but things uh, during the uh, <clears throat> the off-season that we can do to keep uh, close to the sector, do all we possibly can to promote, uh, promote this wonderful product overseas and encourage investment uh, into Australian agriculture. So I think there is a lot that can be done. We'll uh, we'll use all of the data that we get back and that we've collected. And, and can I tell you this time, it'll be rich. We've not had the opportunity. We've uh, used a ticketing program, an event program that will capture an enormous amount of data that we've not been able to use before and that will be used in planning uh, moving forward. What was your favourite part? Like I saw you at a few different things during the week and you, I like our chair Bryce Cam had to sort of be everywhere at the same time. What You must have had a little bit of a favourite moment. Um, look, I must admit the opera. I really loved the opera. I, thought, I just thought it was unusual. Yeah. And, and and what a risk that was, you know, to do something like that, uh, and and also to look at the. I think the uh, sounds a bit corny, but the enjoyment on people's faces. I, I just um, walking around and one watching them attend the obviously the opera, but the the official welcome to everybody. Um, every I made an effort to try to speak with our major sponsors around the ground. I uh, went to see a lot of the trade sites. And just stopping and talking to people, everyone was uh, pleased that they were there. They were grateful that there was enough space for them to get around comfortably. There weren't, uh, you know, bottlenecks of crowds. That seemed to work very, very well. Um, I think that the, the uh, centre ring was a real showcase. I just uh, that to look at the number of uh, cattle, stud cattle on display. Uh, it was just phenomenal, <clears throat> and everyone seemed to to appreciate that. I think the celebrity chef restaurants were a great hit. Uh, look, I, I really couldn't, and I know that's probably a little bit biased because I'm the CEO. I couldn't find any. I couldn't find any fault. I feel like you're being very diplomatic. Actually, the um, some of the feedback that I had during the week was that AgTech, the tech stage in the AgTech yards, were was such um, a great snapshot into what the future of our industry is. Oh. There were a few suggestions that we could swap the stud cuddle out of the centering and then put the AgTech in the in there instead. And I said, well, look, that's, you... that's well above my pay grade. So we're going <laughs> to... I'll let, you, I'll let you fight that out with the chair of our stud cattle committee. Yeah, Russell Hughes. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. Opinion. No, no, uh, no, I'm okay. It was just, I'm just passing on suggestions, Ian. That's what no, I'm look, doing. That, and, and taken, uh, Jane, with all the other comments that will come back in. Uh, yeah. I did. Well, it, it was it was an interesting comment because I I heard it a couple of times. Not that I would ever, you know, I'm not coming into that. I feel like I'm digging myself a hole here. But um, well, Russell <laughs> Russell feels that the the cattle are the most important part of the show. I just uh, yeah, we I question him occasionally and say, why do you think that, Russell? I just don't understand. But <laughs> well, you know, I think also, and I part of doing this podcast is you really realise the breadth and depth of the of the beef industry. You know, the, there are the breeders and there's the producers, but there's agronomists and scientists and research and, you know, ag techs. Like, it is just so broad. And I think oh. that really mm. came home even in this, you know, the schools program, um, the Suncorp schools program, that really came home in, in what they were doing during the week too. That was a really amazing initiative. I would have hoped that anybody who had uh, had anything to do with the cattle industry previously 
would have also still been enlightened by what was on show. You're right, you you just summarised all of them, but um, <clears throat> it, it is amazing. The supply chain and the involvement and the employment opportunities for young people wanting to enter this industry are significant. Uh, and I think it was just the timing was just so so perfect to be able to, to showcase all of those things that we're doing. I think Australia certainly is world leading in a lot of areas. Uh, and I, that was, I, for me, that confirmed that with all that was on offer uh, the other day, um, over the week, I think that's certainly been uh, highlighted and it, and it will be highlighted internationally with, uh, with us being able to soon, very soon offer all of the, uh, <clears throat> our learnings, but also all the, um, the things that we provide on ground, we'll, we'll have those available for international audience to have a look at. Absolutely. Now, what are the final figures? We heard many times during the week it was the biggest beef yet, but how many people came through the gate? Well, our figures, um, 115,000 through the gate, which is uh, just a little bigger than 2018, which is phenomenal. Yes. Um, Given the current like... climates um, oh, with COVID and restrictions, definitely. that's amazing. Well, I, I, and I think so. I think uh, given a lot of people uh, in, in each state, it's the same. A lot of people are holidaying locally. They're not going outside their state. So, And I think we were fortunate, Joni, that there's a lot of pent-up energy <laughs> to celebrate. So yeah. I think people have come from far and wide. And and I would I would risk saying that this would have been the largest event in Australia this year. Yeah. No, I reckon, you know, you'd have to be close to that for sure. And there's schools program too, about 3,000 kids. Through the oh yeah, uh, yes. Well, I, I, we haven't got the exact figures, but we're certainly over. Uh, we think we're about three thousand eight hundred and eighteen, and we are very, very close oh. to that mark again. Yeah. Uh, for for two thousand and twenty one. No, that uh, that went very, very well. What a property oh. tours! I I spoke to so many people that went on property tours that loved it. There was there was one family that came from. I think Victoria, Western New South Wales. Yeah. They went on property tours, several property tours every yeah. day. They like yeah. split up and conquered. <laughs> Well, I think that says the same thing. I think it says a lot about one the quality of uh, of the the country and the and the fact that the, we care for our country. I think it, that's a big thing. They were a great success. We were a little bit concerned because a, a, a norm, normally a number of the international uh, visitors attend those property tours, but th those numbers weren't back at all. Uh, we had great representation on all of the property tours and a diverse range of uh, properties uh, to be visited and uh, different things were happening on ground at uh, at those properties. So no, look, it was very well done and we had a couple of local uh, offerings as well around town for people to experience the history of Rockhampton and the culture of Rockhampton yeah, and they, they were also them. well supported yes mm. they they actually looked really fun some of them they were yeah. quite tailored <laughs> well we can thank Rocky Council for that they uh, they did work very hard with us to, to achieve that so and another good offering I think that obviously if we had the international business it might have been even more so appealing to them but uh, no we had a lot of people that were interested Oh, terrific. Okay. Well, what have we missed, Ian? What, have we, what haven't we spoken about that we should have? Well, I'm just going through. One thing that I took great delight in, Joan, and it's only because I'm a New South Welshman, was that a, a, the champion bull came from Yeovil in New South Wales. Oh, of course uh, it did. And I've raised that a number of times to, to a number of boos. Uh, but look, I'm not going to give up. I'll keep fighting that one. Um, okay, well, you can have it. That's fine. I, I will get you eventually. That's fine. I'll get you eventually. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm just looking. We had something like $23 million worth of cattle were featured on the showgrounds. And that, that is a lot of uh, a lot of cattle and a lot of money. Uh, we had, uh, I think, record prices for the cattle at the commercial cattle sales and something like $3.64 million of cattle was sold at the commercial sale. Uh, as you know, it's it's the truly uh, it's the only true carcass competition, and we had entries from uh, from most states, and we're able to do that because of this wonderful camera that uh, 
has been developed locally and uh, captures all the information uh, that we need now for judges not to have to travel to Meatworks. That's amazing. So that was isn't that it? was oh that was fantastic. And that is that's just a perfect opportunity and a great product to export internationally. I think that's uh, just a great thing. Um, I'm just looking through the figures I've got in front. We had 12 diplomats attend the event, so we had a number of. Uh, Canberra-based diplomats who made an effort to come up to Beef Australia, which wow. is fantastic. Yeah. A lot of hosting then, really, isn't it? For, oh, there was. And, the and again, we just had a yeah, we had a great group of people doing that. Our board were uh, exceptional. They uh, made themselves, well, they had to spread themselves thinly to, to accommodate everybody that wanted to have a look around the event. Well, lucky they're and, all talkers, uh, aren't they? <laughs> Some better than others. <laughs> um, we had we had 11 celebrity chefs. Uh, oh, wow. Um about 2,000 meals served at the Celebrity Chef restaurants. Uh, we had local restaurants and food outlets, which, again, was, was fantastic. And, and we had 12, the 12 property tours. We had something like 900 guests on those property tours. So that, that says something. Uh, the next generation, 150 participants in the Auction Plus the Forum, uh, which, again, uh, is, a, is a wonderful thing for the industry. We had the Graham Acton mentoring program which is always a highlight and again is that it's an opportunity for young people who have an interest in the industry to get involved and there's some very smart uh, it's actually very encouraging to see youth and very smart youth and engaged youth wanting to be involved in the industry but i think that was a big thing for for me just walking around and talking to people that week there was a there were several big messages but one of them was you know the time is now to get up and be involved and you know be part of the story of our industry because that is something that we don't necessarily do that well and we're not very proactive with our storytelling. And that came through, I think, most all of the forums that I attended, but especially the Auctions Plus, that um, the the youth one it was particularly yeah. strong. And people are really yeah. are there and willing to, to pick up those banners. So that well, was Look, I think terrific. they are. And I think, um, as I said earlier, the industry is in a great, a great position. So anyone who's interested, young folk are interested in the industry, hop on now. There are so many employment opportunities available. So um, I, I attended a, an intercollegiate meat judging competition uh, awards dinner. Um, and I think I was the oldest by about 40 years in the room. Everybody <laughs> else seemed to be <laughs> late teens. I thought, wow, this is a very, very encouraging sign for the industry. Just, yeah, uh, and they look, they're just, they're just such engaging young people. They're just amazing, full of energy and excitement about for the future, which I just, just find so encouraging. Well, actually, one, one event that we haven't mentioned was the Pitch in the Paddock. Uh, and I yes. think we saw a fair bit of excitement and innovation there and just the the ideas that came out in that forum, and I think what I found particularly um, encouraging was, you know, a black box. Um, oh, Shannon yeah. and Shannon and Emma won, but there were some other participants who were, you know, given a terrific head start by some of those judges oh. who put cash in their hand and said, "We love it, carry on." And like just those relationships that are built around some of these events is really that's amazing. A, that's a- that's a very important aspect, and I think you're right. There'll be a lot that will come from, although uh, some of those young folk weren't winners <clears throat> on the day, they will be winners long term. They've just, uh, they'll, and they'll get a lot of encouragement and support to develop their products. And not only in the tech space, there are lots of other just very practical things uh, that can be used on farms. So, down to a pig trap, which was just uh, phenomenal. I, I mean, heard I heard so much about that pig trap. Everyone oh. was talking about the pig trap. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's that's so that look, it's everybody at uh, they're just giving thought to what they can do. Yeah. And I think it's it's the long term future for the industry with these young people there, the technology that's being introduced into the sector, uh, the, a real demonstration of what people are trying to achieve by looking after their land and looking after their cattle. You know, there yeah. could not have been a better opportunity over the week to demonstrate that. Mm, absolutely. And the power of networking. You know, we always sort of have a joke about, you know, the social aspect and having a few beers and, you know, carrying on. But the, the networking that is done in the sidelines during an event like this is so important. Oh, look, it's, it's um, <clears throat> I think, in fact, uh, when I first joined the board, we had a, a strategic planning day and changed our vision statement to reflect the fact this is also a celebration. Uh, and and I, we shouldn't uh, shouldn't back away from that. It's an important thing to do. You know, we, we've got to celebrate what we do, uh, and and celebrate what we achieve. And that's how new ideas come about. No, Jane. I think uh, this whole podcast idea was uh, an inspired thought, and it's working exceptionally well. Now, no, I think so. It's, look, the number of people that have just made comment to me about how successful it is, and look, it is another medium to get the message out there. I think it's a it's been a great idea. So thank you. Oh thank no, you no problem at all. Uh, it's been my pleasure, and I have to say that uh, one of my my favourite part of the week was getting to to know and actually meet a lot of the people that I've been speaking to for over a year. That was that mm, was so much fun. <laughs> well, listen now, if you if you have any ideas or anybody has any any ideas, look, let us know anything that we can do that uh, people believe might improve the offering. Uh, because I, I've got to say to you, twenty twenty four, we're going to have to really push. I mean, we've lifted the bar on this occasion. We're going to have to do a lot more to make it better in twenty twenty four. Yeah. So any any ideas that anybody has to, to help us and to promote this industry would be uh, greatly welcome. Okay, well, we'll put it out there. No problem at all, In And just a massive amounts of energy stores for, for Beef 24. <laughs> I think so, so many times I heard it takes you three years to recover from the one before. So and I, I have found that to be the case. <laughs> well, good on you. Thank you so Jane, much, Ian you. It's been great. It's been great working with you. All the very best. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Beef Australia is proudly supported by our principal partners. Thanks to the Australian Government Department of Agriculture, Water and the Environment, the Queensland Government, Meat and Livestock Australia and the Rockhampton Regional Council. Thanks for listening. You can hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our episodes. And if you are enjoying listening to the show, we would appreciate a quick rating and review. Visit beefaustralia.com.au for more information on this great event.